Hello and welcome to episode 201 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan, joined today by my fellow gamers, Brody. Hello. And James. Hello. James, I deserve, I, you deserve a, a very special thank you this week. I don't know if you if you listened to uh, episode 200 last uh, week. Big, yes, I did. <laughs> big momentous occasion, but um, your presence was uh, sorely missed. Um, yeah, I noticed. You would have, like, you would have heard. Shannon <laughs> <both replaced> me, <laughs> it was, like. a, it was a bit of a down episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but whilst I've, I've got you here with me now, uh, let me say thank you very much for all that you have contributed uh, in the two hundred episodes of the Startcast thus far. Um, for being here every week, um, sometimes on time, um, but very you know, rarely. You, That's you fine, make in. <laughs> <laughs> you make invaluable contributions to the show. Your video deep knowledge of video games is greatly appreciated. Um, so thank you. In fact, if you go to your front door right now, you'll find a bouquet of flowers. Oh, <laughs> thank you, thank you I so wish, much. I wish that were true. Delivered by <laughs> Jamie. Rubbish, but what? that's it. So. <laughs> <laughs> At your front McDonald's door. rubbish on your front door. No, I was I was kidding. But like, yep. That's thanks. I just imagine you're treating McDonald's like it's room service. You just like leave your Happy Meal box on the front doorstep afterwards. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) we know that James, uh, he told us he brought a key ring, but did uh, any of you boys play up and get anything over Cyber Monday or uh, what is it? I was going to say Good Friday, Black Friday. Um, I didn't actually. I picked up like a new uh, charging cable and like a like a, a cable organizer because I'm just super lame like that. Oh, well, look at you. Um, yeah, I don't. I didn't really feel compelled to get anything this year. I I bought so much shit. Did you? Oh, did I man. buy? I bought an air. Uh, what did you, what, you free, what did you buy? You go. Uh, I bought an air fryer, which is not as oh, exciting. Good but, shit. But, I, but I am air fryers excited. are so good. Hang on, sorry. Air fryers. <laughs> have you used one before? No, and it hasn't come yet. I'm a bit oh, upset. Prepare but, to um, have your life change, Brody. Air fryers, freaking revolutionary. They oh. are revolu- changed my life, honestly. Oven uh, chips will never be the same ever again. James, I'm are you excited. up on the air fryers? I've had air fry once at my dad's, and it was not a good experience. Maybe that was just my dad, though. What? Oh, no. So, I've got to, you... like, try my... I'm a very... As, like, you guys may or may not know, I love to cook. And I've never mm. actually tried oh, air goodness. frying myself, so... I feel like um, air frying would be almost sacrilegious to you, almost, maybe. <laughs> the I'm thing about air fryers, though, is they're, they're basically <laughs> ovens. They're just kind of, like, I want duck fat on my potatoes. Ovens. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, you can do all sorts of cool things with them. You can bake a cake in an air in an air fryer. Like, do you just well, like pour just... like loose batter into it? And it just, like, <laughs> I, I actually don't quite know how it works. I've not given it a shot. Um, um, but, t- but but I'm still on the topic of air fryers, Brody. Don't segue me out of this. Like you segued me out of the intro I had planned straight into your first topic. Okay, don't oh, do me dirty like that. Sorry, air fryers. Sorry. They have <laughs> unlimited reheating potential. It's You wouldn't have thought it, but you can reheat fish and chips out of the fridge a day after you've ordered it. Good as new. So what tasty. About, what about a week after? I've not I've not pushed it so far as a week. But if you Isn't get KFC, like I mean, especially any, any like fryer I, chicken, oh, do it so good. I mean, you said unlimited, so I was just wondering. But um, uh, And beside the air fryer, I also bought myself an Oculus Quest. Which uh, nice. which came nice. you talked about this last week. I'm I'm glad you committed. Oh, yeah, I shouldn't have, but here I am. Did, was it something. a good saving in the end? It's, I actually it's, don't it's, know what it. it uh, it's all the money I've been saving from not playing Gears Pop, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> um, but but you know, I love you guys so much, and I love the podcast so much. I haven't opened it yet. I'm waiting until after this. So uh, oh, that's that's dedication. Another is. special thank you to you, Brody. Hey, um, that's okay. 
what are you going to get for it first? What games are you most excited for? Uh, I'm looking forward to playing Super Hot again. Uh-huh. Uh, a bit of Beat Saber, probably. Sure. I need to play Moss. I'll uh, and I'll reckon I'll pre-order Half Life Alex, which is largely the driving force as to why I got it. So yeah, 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 oh, dude, that's so cool. I'm so stoked for you. Did um, did Astrobot ever come to? To Oculus, it's or it's is that Sony PlayStation game, exclusive? Nah, that's a, that's a Sony exclusive, I, I think. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was exclusive, but I, I wasn't sure if they did like one of their funky kind of PC deals or something. Wasn't no, sure. I don't think so. No, really good game. I was playing that in the last like couple of weeks. Um, I didn't realize on, I'm like a year late to this conversation. Yeah, it was um, on sale recently. I meant to buy it. It was like eighteen dollars. All right, I, so you've got a PSVR as well. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'd be very interested to see how they compare the Quest and the PSVR. I'll be sure to let you know. price-wise, they're not... I mean, I, it's hard to say because PSVR has been like heavily discounted recently. Yeah, but I mean, when PSVR came out, it was like $650, $700. Yeah, yeah. And and that's about what a quest is yeah, these days. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. All right. Well, interested to, to hear your reports on that as we continue. Um, sure. Was that your topic today, Brody? Was that what you wanted to talk about? No, I was just going to uh, have it go a little bit down memory lane because uh, it's a bit of a lean week. So I thought we might go, uh, as yesterday I think it was, was the uh, 25th anniversary of PlayStation. We might be able to reflect yeah. on uh, some of the games that we, we hold dear, <laughs> which which means, James, I'm sorry. Why you're do gonna... you groan, James? I didn't, I didn't groan. Keep going. Because, well... <laughs> Because he knows he's now going to have to elaborate more than that is all when he uh, when it comes to his love for Siphon Filter. So, uh, uh, we'll let James go first. Yeah, then, I've, hey? why I've do you never love Siphon Filter? Siphon Filter, James. Why? Why should I? Go What's back the topic? Just Siphon talk Filter. about your PlayStation. I guess, like, yeah. Let's just re- let's just reflect on why we uh, we love PlayStation over the last twenty five years. years of PlayStation. Yeah, I used to be like, oh, I like PlayStation Sony again when they like remake Medieval and Siphon Filter because I didn't think they'd ever do either of those things, but they've done one. So. <laughs> I've still got a siphon filter to go. But um I don't know, it was just a really, really cool like it's a really fun action game. Um I don't know if you guys have ever heard of like the Taser, but I I did just recently rediscover that that's actually in Days Gone now. Um it was just really fun to be able to like hook somebody up with the taser and fry them until they light on fire. Um it was just I, one of the... I can't imagine why. <laughs> was just, I was like I was like twelve, I think. So um the fact that I found that enjoyable cause for concern but it's just a really cool like bioterrorism storyline obviously like almost like an michael bayish kind of resident evil i guess except less explosive but i don't know like i just i loved it it's one of my favorite series ever yeah um and they just kept making them and it was just it was just it's one it's a really weird series for me because like i didn't I wasn't, like, super hooked up to the internet at the time, so, like, I would always just go to Target and there'd be a new Siphon Filter game on the shelf, and I'd be like, whoa, like, and you almost wouldn't <laughs> think it was real because, like, you just didn't hear about it, and I don't know if it was a big seller for Sony, um, mm. so maybe it wasn't marketed much, but it's just a, like, cool, gruff, like, protagonist and a, like, deadly virus. Like, what else can you want in a game? What is the protagonist's name? Gabe Gabriel Logan. Oh wow! What a what a name! Yeah, but they call him Gabe because cool. that's cool. <laughs> too too cool for me. Yes. Um. Oh, Gabe Logue. And his partner is Lianne Zing. She's like a Chinese American lady, and she's badass too. Um. It's just hey, a really cool. I don't know. I love it. And then they kind of ruined it, and we haven't really heard from it since. So I don't really know what's going on. Can you see there. it ever coming back? Do you think? Um. I don't want to say no because that would be too damaging to myself. You- 
But... You wouldn't think it. You wouldn't think it'd have like the uh, the selling power of like a, a Crash or a Spyro, though, would you? No, I don't think there's much nostalgia for it. Um, like I said before, only in I your heart. Yeah, but that's like counts for a lot. I feel. Um, but yeah. Like, it's it's. I don't think it ever sold heaps. I don't think it even went. Or maybe the first one went platinum. I don't know. Yeah, I'd right. have to look into that a bit more. Um, not a very good fan. But I I feel like a new siphon filter would be cool if they did it maybe in the style of Days Gone, but like yeah. less le- like well, kind of like half open like God of War is and stuff. Well um, Ben Bender the guys that made Siphon Filter, aren't they? Yes, they are. Yeah. Well most of the team was, yeah, like is it, it they yeah, kind of well, splintered yeah. and stuff, but yeah, like most of the people are still there. Um, which is why Days Gone was even more disappointing for me as a concept. <laughs> but um, yeah, I know a lot of people wanted Days Gone to be uh, Siphon Filter. Yeah, so it wasn't. Yeah, you and I reckon some of your best PlayStation memories might be third person over the shoulder action games. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm obviously right at home on the PlayStation, as as we all know. I don't shy away from that much. Um, but uh, yeah, I like being born in the late '90s. I've grown up with PlayStation, um, and particularly Naughty Dog and Insomniac. Um, yeah. I've played almost all of their games uh, through sort of pivotal moments in my life i suppose as a as a gamer um and they've each sort of had significant impact on me um you know i I have vivid memories of sitting cross-legged on the floor back in back in england um with my mum, who was a big gamer and still is um with her playstation and she was like playing uh tomb raider and i was like watching over her shoulder and the crash games were the family games and so i probably they were that was probably my first sort of video game playing crash bandicoot out of thought um although i'm not 100 percent sure um and so i played yeah lots of crash bandicoot lots of spyro and then when the time the ps2 came around um i was playing the jack and daxter games and the ratchet and clank games so again uh, Naughty Dog and Insomniac. Um, then the PS3 came around and I skipped Resistance, uh, but I played heaps of Uncharted. Um, and then, yeah, like to this day, I've, I, I'm still playing Ratchet and Clank and Spyro games. And uh, obviously, um, The Last of Us as well is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, but specifically, like the last couple of years for me with PlayStation, they've just been making games that resonate with me and, and my particular taste so much. Like you mentioned there, God of War and Horizon 2. Um, we've kind of given them flack for all being sort of the same kind of style of game. It very much kind of feels like they're sort of taking a third-person action-adventure over-the-shoulder sort of cookie-cutter formula and applying it to a bunch of different franchises. Um, but that really works for me. I, I really enjoy those kind of games, and I love the, the narrative potential in it too. Um, mm. So as a more mature gamer now, I feel like that's more to my taste. Um but I still love going back to Ratchet and Clank every once in a while and, and picking up the Negotiator or the Groovatron, which my PSN name <laughs> is named after, um, daft kind of weapons and gadgets and having fun within that universe as well. Um, those are very special games to me. Yeah, cool. What about yourself, Brody? Do you have like a, a formulative PlayStation experience? Um, a lot of my... I'm kind of the same in a sense, just removing Insomniac from it, but a lot of my PlayStation memories revolve around Naughty Dog games in general. Like, there's just something about that studio that they just make games that uh, appeal to me. Uh-huh. Like, um, I missed the PlayStation 1 because I was... um. I was a uh, Nintendo 64 guy. Yeah. Um, so then when I when the PS2 came around, like Jack and Daxter was pretty much all I played. Uh-huh. Like I, I just loved that series. What and was your favorite when, Jack and Daxter game? 
Uh, Jack 2. Jack, Jack 2 for sure. Good shout. Yeah. I feel like Jack yeah. 2's had a bad rap in recent years. There's some revisionist history going on that's critiqued it. I think, the, well, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about that. I haven't really heard any of that, but um, they're wrong. Um, <laughs> but um, no, I don't know. It was just, uh, it was cool because it sort of, it did away with a lot of what the first one did and it sort of just, it was a bit of a GDA clone, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I guess that might have rubbed people the, the wrong way in retrospect, but that being said, I still loved it. Um, and the third one was pretty much Mad Max, so, you know, how can you go wrong with that? So, um, but then when the PS3 came around, like, the first thing I played on it was, um, was, uh, Resistance 3, and I was like, ah, oh, that's not really for me, I don't know about that. Um, and then I, like, binged, like, Uncharted 1, 2, and 3 in, like, because I was in between jobs, and so uh-huh. I had, like, two weeks just to do whatever I wanted, and I, uh, yeah, binged those three games, like, back to back to back, and it was the best time. Um... So then when 4 came out, you know, and it sort of wrapped the series up like it did while sort of, like I said in my uh, paragraph, sort of just like leaving, you know, a bit of wiggle room for the series to sort of continue on through other characters. Mm. Um, I don't know. It was, it was just, it was really good. I, I, I know it wasn't, it probably wasn't the best game in the series, but the way they wrapped up the narrative was really special, I think. Yeah. Um, I think in terms of like the, the gameplay elements to it as well. Like it just, yeah. it, 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 as well as like tying a really nice kind of neat bow on the series. Um, it felt like uh, an accumulation of everything they'd learned from the previous three games. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it quite had the, like the same set pieces. It wasn't quite wasn't necessarily as memorable as the previous no, ones. But to kind of go those... into those kind of big kind of open world, like well, I guess some, like semi open spaces, and have a number of challenges, and actually really encouraging you to explore, which was the first time the series had sort of done it. That that game was really sort of special for that too. Yeah, so yeah, for me, uh, yeah, Naughty Dog pretty much equals PlayStation. Yeah, mm. I mean, like, I couldn't imagine removing their catalogue from Sony's first-party sort of servings because, you know, they, I don't think there'd be, like... Obviously, there'd be a few games left, but I think a lot of the substance would be gone. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, uh, I'm going to take a bit of a turn here uh, and get cranky for a second because uh, I saw some news today that mm. I found uh, a touch disappointing. Um, we've been speaking there a lot about games that are very near and dear to us, and a game very near and dear to me is uh, Firewatch, as you guys know. Um, I reviewed it back in the day, gave it a 10, wrote 3,000 words unpacking the story and, and why I thought it was so special. Um, it's a game very special to me. Uh, and... As you guys may or may not know, the developers, Campo Santo, um, were acquired by uh, by Steam, by Valve, um, about well, maybe like two years ago. I don't know. Was it like maybe only 12 months ago? I don't know. In, in the recent illusion. history. In the recent history, yeah. Um, and in the last like month or so, there's been a bit of a cloud surrounding what's happening with their second game, um, in the Valley of the Gods, which James teases me for not ever remember <laughs> remembering the name correctly. Um, <laughs> I was ready. And maybe like a couple of weeks ago, um, all the people that were supposedly working on the game kind of removed any mention of it or Campo Santo for that matter, really, um, from their uh, Twitter bios. Um, today, we finally got some clarification of what's happening with the game. And unfortunately, it's bad news. Um, I think the best way to sort of summarize this to then really unpack my feelings about it and ask you guys about it too, um, I think I better read the statement uh, that was released 
by uh, Campus Santa's co-founder, Jake Rodkin. Um, it reads... To fans looking forward to In the Valley of the Gods, it's probably clear that the optimistic 2019 at the end of the announcement trailer isn't going to be accurate. In the end, Valve time makes a fool of us all. But yes, developers from the former Campus Santo team have joined other projects at Valve, including Half-Life Alex. As you can imagine, our experience in the first-person adventure game, adventure genre, sorry, is pretty relevant. You hear a lot about how, at Valve, you can work on what you want. It turns out that's true, and there's a lot of work available. As we integrated ourselves into Valve, it became clear that there was a lot of valuable work to be done on Half-Life Alex. Some of us started lending a hand, and have since become full-time on the project as it approaches launch. Similarly, some ex-campos are working on Dota Underlords, some are on Steam, and so on. So to answer your question, as of today, in the Valley of the Gods development is on hold, but it certainly feels like a project people can and may return to and when that happens we'll find an exciting way to let fans know brody i'm gonna ask you first because i know you're excited about half-life alex how does this sit with you um i mean i'm fine with it personally because you know like i said i've played firewatch i enjoyed it but i don't think like i wouldn't uh be treating their next game after that as like the second coming so to speak but given their sort of pedigree to uh serve up good first-person, narrative-driven adventure games, I'm more excited for what they could do for Half-Life. Mm. Like, for me, if In the Valley of Gods is the game that has to die so that I get more Half-Life games, then I'm at peace with that. Oh. I mean, that might be that might be rough for you, and I appreciate that, um, but, you know, uh, I've been waiting for Half-Life for 12 fucking years, so... Well, yeah, you know, it is rough for me, Brody, because I feel like <laughs> I feel like Campo Santo have just been absorbed by the weird flat structure machine that is Valve, and you've got people that are really talented, game devs and story craftsmen and whatnot, just like working in the back end of Steam because that's what they felt like they wanted to do. Like, I mean, I just I'm kind of sure... feel it's a bit tragic. Like, I understand, you know, they, it's entirely up to them. If 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 the structure is at, at Valve is exactly as they say it is, and they get sort of pick and choose what they do, then you know, Godspeed, go for it. But I just feel like there's a little bit of magic lost, you know, that these this kind of tight dev team who made something really special like have kind of disbanded it's like your sort of favorite kind of indie rock band going off and someone going oh, i'm just gonna do an independent thing for a while or oh, i'm gonna go and join this other band someone else is like i'm just gonna do some songwriter someone's like i might just go and work in a music store like it's kind of a bit a bit disheartening don't you think james yes <laughs> uh, you're um, with me I, yeah no i i uh, yeah i am um yeah, like when I think, like I was just thinking about Firewatch while you were talking, um, uh-huh. Brody, and <laughs> I was, yes. and I was just thinking about how how much of that game, like I remember it still, and that doesn't really happen with me as much with games anymore because obviously I do play a lot, but like a lot of Firewatch still sticks with me, and the feeling that I had when I've played Firewatch really stuck with me too. Yeah. Um, and so like obviously like I'm super looking forward to what they what these guys did next and. Yeah, it like it just feels a little bit disappointing. Like like you and you and you probably said it better than me with more passion too. But like I just think like yeah, it is a little bit disappointing, especially like people have just gone to work on Steam's back end. Like is, and it's like did these people like really, really, really think like oh yeah, let's go and do that. Like I don't know. If, I think the the statement is maybe a little bit disingenuous about why it all happened. But um, 
Yeah, like I guess Brody's happy. <laughs> like, That's, but, um, I mean, you know, I like <laughs> I just think for Half Life is just like whatever. Like I just think it's yeah, I don't know. Like I, I think sh- I think Brody has a good Shenmue. point in that like, they, these <laughs> I, are obviously very talented people. I mean, and, yeah, and they and might I mean, be able to contribute something really special to Half Life. Yeah, but exa- what are they exactly. Contributing is my question. Like, are they are they going to be like creative director? Like, I don't. Oh, they're just going to be like yeah, like programmer slash like consultant. Or something you know like, they, they might they mm. might they might drive the narrative direction of it they might help half-life develop you know a narrative that's actually like worthy mm. of its reputation like you know yeah i, yeah. I don't know like in, in the statement it says our experience in the first person adventure genre is pretty relevant like what does that really mean that that me that to me kind of says oh maybe we're just going to give you some sort of like narrative pointers and what's in the first person like give them a radio have them like look at notebooks and maps and I stuff i hope it's and, like, like um like DS i feel like they can offer so much more than that <laughs> yeah that, sorry? i hope it's like dear esther just for you brody <laughs> <laughs> how dare you <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I just kind of feel like yeah. some lightning's been let out of the bottle and just kind of dissipated a bit. Um, it would make sense, though, like, for, like, a Half-Life game that's VR only to go more the Firewatch route than, say, like, Half-Life 3, if that makes sense. Like, that makes more sense to me. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, th- I think I will say, though, Brody, it does make me more excited for Half-Life Alex to know that some of that team, at least in some capacity, has contributed towards it. Um, yeah. And I mean, I hope... Like, I, I don't know the situation. I, I feel like it's still very grey, but, like, I hope the the developer themselves, you know, aren't, you know, shuttered, so to, not shuttered, but, like, absorbed and, like, just drawn into Valve and sort of... They don't get to do anything that they, they want to do. Yeah. Like, you know, I, f- I feel like they should still have like creative agency to create and develop their own IP and like sort of be given some freedom to do that. Like yep. I'm not saying, you know, bring all these uh, developers in and just put them all on Half-Life. Like as much as I want Half-Life, obviously that's not healthy. But um, so I, look, I hope we still get in the Valley of Gods at some point. But, you know, I mean, they probably just need that little bit of help getting uh, Alex out the door, you know, like, and obviously these guys are a good fit for that, apparently. Yeah. So. Yeah, I hope we see it return one day soon too. Uh, but James, what can we talk about in the meantime? We can talk about the recently leaked Resident Evil Three remake because that's I, I the topic love our stilted segues. They're <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> I had a really good segue plan for the PlayStation oh, part did you? earlier. Oh, rewind. Like, what was your segue? No, oh, from no, the I was PlayStation talk about one? Resident Evil Three and like you know like, and then you can be oh, like yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, we we'll, should have we'll that in advance. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, we could have planned, but why would we? Um, yeah, so I obviously want to talk about Resident Evil because it's just so good. And they um, obviously last night, um, somebody accidentally flicked the switch on some PSN listings or uploads or something. Um, and they accidentally put up two very nice looking icons for the long rumored Resident Evil 3 remake. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I just love you getting excited about some really nice looking icons. What's wrong like, with passion? Well, like, yeah, no, nothing's wrong with passion. I just got very passionate. But it's <laughs> no, um, fun. I just um, uh, I love that you take the icons as being indicative of what the rest of the game might No, be. it might be shit. So I, I obviously have concerns, which <laughs> I'll talk about soon. Oh but okay. um yes. Um but yeah so like obviously um Resident Evil 3 Remake is a thing. I think a lot of people thought it would be a thing since 2 did so well. Um, 
and I think we're all kind of guessing that it will be at the Game Awards next week. Uh-huh. Um, probably because, like, I guess all Capcom's there for Resident Evil 2 as well, so it's kind of fitting. Yeah. Um, when they yeah. have Game of the Year. That's, yeah, that would, that's yeah, smart, yeah, that James. would be great. That's smart. I am. Are, <laughs> you, <SMRT>. <laughs> are, are you concerned at all about the... Uh, the turnover and like the uh, the timing, how, quick, how quickly it's come about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I was gonna like talk about. Um, so, uh, like a lot of there are some things that overlap because I don't know if you guys know, but uh, Resident Evil Three takes place kind of like it's not the same time, but it's like a little bit before and a little bit after it's Resident like Evil Two, concurrent adjacent. Kind of, yeah. Um, yeah. It's really hard to explain without getting into like the law, but we don't need to do that on this no. podcast. You can do another podcast um, for that. I'd, I'd, yeah, with myself. Um, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, so like there's obviously some areas that I guess they could like carry over, um, but there's going to be a lot of stuff they'll have to create like pr- I feel like pretty quickly, but then I guess we don't know the release date. It could be end of next year. Like that would seems like enough time, I guess. Um, yeah. I'd imagine like, and Capcom as a development, like they team, like they put out DMC5 and Resi 2 like in the same year, even in the same six month span, like, mm. yeah. like I, I, I recognize that DMC was in development for way longer, but like, it's just, I think it's doable, but like, I obviously still have like a little bit of some concern, um, but we'll just have to like wait and see as we always say, but presumably they could reuse some of the assets that were created for two, right? I don't know how much overlap yeah, there like, are in terms of environment. There's, there's like, it's probably like 30%, um, which like, I don't know how much okay. that would help them. Um, and they could always add more stuff in like that was from two to make three look uh-huh. bigger, kind of, if that makes sense. Um, but I, well, I've always said like, I played them, I played all the games last year, like with like a fresh eye. And I've always thought yeah. that three has the most to gain from like a remake, because um, it was originally meant to be like a side side game, so it doesn't really feel like like big and stuff as right, big as say okay. the other ones. Mm. Um, and it's very actiony. Like you get like a machine. It was like the first Resi gun we- game where I think you get like a mach- like a full on AR rifle, like rifle, like really really actiony. Right. Um, okay. Where does yeah, it sort so- of sit within the, like the lineage of Resident Evil, like? I'm not. I'm not hugely familiar with the with the series, but I, right. I feel like Resident Evil kind of two is like heavily talked about, obviously, um, and that's why it kind of makes like sense as, the uh, as a remake. I reckon of the yeah. franchise, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, um, I, and I feel like four gets talked about a bit as well, but maybe that's well, for if the that shift like in the dram- series. Yeah, like dramatic yeah. reinvention and stuff. But you find, I guess, I find speaking to people. If you really like the shift that four went, like with the more actiony kind of horror, you do tend to like three as well. Um, okay, but it's the first one in the series where something's chasing you, like because you guys have played two, right? I think Brody sure. has. Oh uh, no, yeah, I've played a bit of it. Yeah, yeah. So like in number two, obviously, like the tyrant or Mister X, like chases uh-huh. you, and, like follows you through the whole level and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Resident Evil three, like the original, was actually the first game that did that with Nemesis. Oh, yeah, right. um, so I'm interested to see, like, because they've actually they've already done that stuff in two, the two remake now. Like, what how they're gonna kind of one up themselves with three? Yeah. Um, uh-huh. G- given that you said it's more actiony, are you worried about how that might translate uh, into the engine they used for two? No. Like it, 
No, is it sort no. of similar no. enough that it's not? Because when you say actiony, I assume like I my my mind just goes to like what's that shitty like Raccoon City game like that oh, third no. person shooter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Raccoon, I can't even remember what it's called. Operation Raccoon City. Yeah, yeah. Nah, um, yeah, like that's what my mind like, goes to. It's not. No, no, it's not like that. It's more just like um, you just tend to have a lot of um, a lot more ammo and a lot okay. more firepower. So it's, le- so it's it's less survival. And you, yeah, oh, a little bit because obviously you've got that big thing. But uh, you need to have a lot of ammo because you've got that big thing chasing you the whole time. Yeah. Um, okay. But I don't know. It's like, in like there will be like groups of zombies that are like ten at a time, and you can destroy them by like blowing up an explosive canister. Like that was the that was the cool new shit you could do in that game. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I'm just super excited that they're giving it a, another chance. I guess. Um. But I'd hope it doesn't turn out to be shit. That's my big hope because yeah. it does seem it does seem soon is, um it would it be your first choice of of resident evil game that you'd want to have a, a remake treatment after two yeah yes yes i mean because yeah would, would four would of, four and that really we're even running out now one? aren't we <laughs> we've yeah. got like yeah, code Ver- we've got code veronica and i know some people who listen to this podcast will think that I'm wrong, <laughs> but I think that Code Veronica is probably like one of the worst mainline games, uh-huh. and it probably is the most in need of a remake. Like, just the flow of it is dreadful. Um, but yeah, you can't really. T- I don't think you can touch four. Like, I don't think four needs to be touched, to be honest. Um, so yeah, I guess Code Veronica for sure. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, I reckon it's time for What the Wiki, which is the Starcast game show where the previous week winner, week's winner reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game, and we, the contestants, must guess the game. The first to guess two games correctly wins the round and takes home the points. And speaking of points, Shannon won the round last week on the 200th episode, uh, but is currently on a plane. Um, I actually don't know where Shannon is, like what, what he's jettisoned off to do. I don't he's know if we can in Sydney it. today. Yeah. It's just in Sydney? I, okay. I don't know if we're allowed to... Yeah. It's not like... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Best avoid it. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's, um, it's for Uncharted 5. Anyhow, so he won the round last week, um, which brought him up to two points. Uh, I'm on three, Steven's on seven, Brody's on eight, and James, you are still in the lead on nine. Um, so we've got a, a spicy matchup today, folks. Let me tell you <laughs> what. Um, but with Shannon away, I'll be taking over the hosting duties this week. Um, as I realized, I have no chance now of a podium position. I thought, screw it. I don't mind being the host. Um... So, game so number gracious. one. Contestants, if you are ready. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there is a theme, again, to these three games, which will become apparent. Are they all Resident Evil games? <laughs> <laughs> you guessed it. You win. Take the points now. I freaking hope not. The game carries on traditional series a- series gameplay elements in which players race around against each other in go-karts across a variety of theme tracks. Most tracks are based on various locations in the series, but two tracks are set on Woohoo Island, which was featured in the video games Wii Fit, Wii Fit Plus, and Wii Sports Resort. Oh. While driving... Uh, James? The- James? Is it Mario Kart 7? It is Mario Kart 7, James. <laughs> well done. Uh, thought I would do that one today as it was released uh, how many years ago today? I think it was... 15, I feel. A lot. No, I don't think... Hang on. Oh, no. I, I, need to okay. go, I need to go back a page in my 
I think it was seven or eight eight years ago. I've, oh, I've screwed right, up my, okay. my link here. Um, Love when there's Nintendo games in the fucking thing. Yeah, what, what, what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> like, it was released seven years ago today. Yeah, as you got handed around like two episodes ago. So like, <laughs> oh, how dare you? Get over it, James. Sort of living in the past. <laughs> um, well, I did, and that's why I won this round. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So James is off the mark, um, but Brody, there's still a chance <laughs> for you if you get these next two games correctly. The game is a first-person shooter set on a tropical island controlled by bandits and pirates. Players can approach missions and objectives in a variety of ways. They can kill enemies by utilizing firearms such as assault rifles, sniper rifles, grenade launchers, rocket launchers, and explosives like landmines and grenades. Alternatively, players can utilize stealth to avoid the attention of enemies. For instance, players can scout an enemy's outpost by using a camera to mark Mm. the location of enemies or toss rocks to distract enemies. The stealth approach, which can be done by using silenced weapons and combat knives, can prevent enemies from triggering alarms, which call for reinforcements. James, Do we reckon we know the series? Can or I just James? guess? Is it Far Cry 3? It is Far Cry 3, James. <laughs> well done. Didn't even know there was pirates in that game. Uh, Yeah, I guess like on the island, there's kind of piratey bandit things. I don't know. This Vance, is where Wikipedia is a bit sketchy. Are they pirates? Oh, they're probably more like, uh, like, what's that movie? Captain Phillips? They're probably like Captain Phillips pirates, aren't yeah, they? Not, yeah. Still not pirates. pirate. Not pirate pirates. Modern day pirates. The Wikipedia page is going to be like Captain Phillips pirates. Like. They, don't, they don't have cutlasses and scurvy. Let's put it that way. <laughs> right. <laughs> or parrots on their shoulder and peg legs. Um, my apologies. A Far Cry 3 was released seven years ago today. Mario Kart 7 was released eight years ago today. Correction there. Yep. <laughs> well done, Stephen. You're stretched the lead My out. My name is James. Sorry, James. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you're on, on 10 points now. Uh, Brody is on 8. I'm trying to figure yeah. it out. Yeah, still, Double still, digits. It's not, it's not not game over yet. Um, Stephen's on 7. Uh, Shannon, Myself on 3. Shannon on 2. Uh, and that is what the wiki for this week, ladies and gentlemen. And with that, let's bring an end to what was episode 201 of the Startcast. Subscribe to us on Podcast One or the podcast service of your choice. Follow us at Prestart.au. Join the conversation with hashtag the Startcast and visit the site at Prestart.com.au. We've been joined today by Brody. Thank you. Uh, you can follow me on most things at Brody underscore DG. And making a triumphant return and stealing the points, James. Yeah, thanks. Um, I'm on Twitter, so it's A-T-J-A-M-Z. If you go there, you can see my live reaction <laughs> to the Resident Evil 3 leak. It's just lots of emojis. <laughs> and, oh my God, that icon looks amazing. I've been your host, yes. Ewan Roxburgh. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ewan underscore Roxburgh. Um, if you've not already, do head over to our YouTube um, and check out the video recording of last week's episode. Um, it was a bit of a special one. We had a special guest appearance by the official of the Wicked Keeper of the School at Jamie Penning. Uh, Stephen was there from Adelaide. Um, we had a bunch of people ride into the show to share us that game of the year, and we sort of had a general game of the year discussion. Um, did we get that wrong, by the way, James, our discussion? Yes. Yeah, definitely. I figured. I figured you'd say nah, that. No, you guys mentioned you mentioned Resident Evil. That was like a we plus, did. I guess. But then Shannon was like, "Oh, but it's a remake," and it's like, "Well, it's still a new game." Like, 
<laughs> they anyway. changed to nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a, we'll I have for a topic next week. for next episode. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be good. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, happy gaming. Bye. Bye.